1: Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash filings. Here we go 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 This is it This is Top Flight Time Machine I am Andy Hot Buddy Lawson Pow pow pow
0: I'm Sam Nifty Delaney So what?
1: This is life logistics again. We've got a few more to get through that we didn't do last time, uh, but we we need to inform you that we're working against the clock here because Sam needs to go in about 25 <laughs> minutes. So I got I've got to pick up it. the
0: boy from school, and obviously I, usually that's a 5-minute stroll, but I'm at the mother-in-law's because of the roofers, so it's a domino effect. I've got to leave early to get back to my rig to pick up the kid. It's ridiculous.
1: Life's just got so complicated, hasn't it? All right, let's have a look what we've got first. is one from Ross who says, uh, when living in fully furnished rented rigs, what are the best comfort market investment? Mattress and pillows already sorted. Well, mattress and pillows are pretty much all you need. Uh, it depends if you've got any outside space or not. I've said it before, I'll say it again. The best 40 quid I ever spent was on the hammock last summer. Uh, I got it out again recently. When we had that nice bit of hot weather at the end of March. Um, hammock season began, and it was just like I felt like I was returning to the womb, Sam getting into the hammock again for the first time in about six months. Oh, lovely. yeah, I saw you blissful. post an image.
0: Yeah, I was very envious. I was at my blissful. mate's house last <laughs> night, um, because it was the first you're listening to this in the future, but we're recording the first yeah. day after lockdown restrictions. Oh, you were gonna do some outdoor
1: sitting, weren't you? Yeah, and it's great. he's got a
0: really nice guy, and his wife his good wife her job is a garden uh what would you call it like a designer um right yeah landscape gardener sort of a person yeah uh, and so and he and my mate is super handy like his favorite thing mm-hmm. is diy i try to avoid i mean i i find that very impressive and intimidating but i yeah. try to not talk to him about it because once you get him started like he'll he'll ha- happily just talk at you about something to do with a screwdriver for the like four hours yeah. so it ruins it and you've
1: got to try and pretend you've got some kind of knowledge but you haven't yeah. so well with him, him I don't have hour.
0: to pretend I've known him most of my life so he knows that I'm clueless which makes it even more weird that he feels that it's okay to talk and be courageous about it
1: power play does it feel like a power play
0: nah it's not I, I don't no. think it is it's just he's, he's sort of like it's just, you know, he's wrapped up in his own shit, basically. Just- is it a
1: personality disorder, Yeah, you it's all think- a sort of
0: personality disorder. Yeah, yeah some people, they're then- just wrapped up in their own thing and they'll just talk at you about that thing, irrespective of yeah. whether or They'll never stop to consider whether or not it's something you've got an interest in.
1: Yeah, that I- I- feels like, like a personality disorder. Yeah, self-absorbed,
0: yeah. Yeah, not so not anyway, happy. but his garden, the upshot of all this is, he's got, imagine, his wife's a landscape gardener he mm-hmm. is really handy, so uh, you couldn't have asked for a better garden to sit in on the, for a night after the first uh, restrictions of lockdown, Maurice, because it was pure comfort. He's got various mm. items of comfort um, mm. in his garden, but he's got an amazing hammock. He's got a sort of hammock that comes with a frame. Is that like your one? Have you got a big metal frame? That's
1: what frame? I've got, yeah. yeah.
0: The first time I ever went in his hammock years ago, I was like, this is the most comfortable I've ever been. This is life-changing. Yeah. I just can't yeah. believe how good this hammock is. And I stayed Pretty in it famous. like... I think I popped round to see him, but in the end I just stayed in his, in his garden I've, for like I've, a day. I've come
1: round to see your hammock. Yeah, and his thing. kids are like, yeah. why, is, why is that man still in the garden?
0: <laughs> just ignore it. It's your Uncle Sam, ignore him.
1: Uh, right. He's having a nice time, leave him alone.
0: <laughs> and, uh, he's comfortable. And so... Oh, sorry, don't say someone wants to come in here.
1: Oh, We'll continue.
0: Can I come in? Yes. Um, Is it a
1: message? Can I come in?
0: (laughs) Can I come in? Yes, you can.
1: Can I Uh, come in? Your pod sanctum. (laughs) But then, like,
0: I went on about it. So then my birthday came not long after, and he's given it the Mm. big build-up, like, I've got you your dream present, mate. Oh, you're going to love it. You're going to love me. This is amazing. So I open it. Uh, on my birthday and he, mm-hmm. it was the way he talked out and it was the hammock but there was no fucking frame right. with it so I'm like what, spo- what am I supposed to fucking tie that to right
1: and he what went oh it's fuck? all right you
0: can just go and get a frame
1: I'm like yeah.
0: that's like buying someone a fucking you, you, mattress and you're you going, where am I going to put that it. I'll go and buy yourself a fucking bed frame then I'm you not you buying everything for you yeah? I'm like well now you've imposed a cost on me do you know what I mean? Never buy yeah. a present that imposes a cost on the other person.
1: Again, I, I might get that frame. Like...
0: I might get, nah, oh, you, it, it, I just it, think, he's just like thoughtless, but not in a bad way, not like he, he's a mean person, but I think he just, you know, can't see, can't see the bigger picture sometimes.
1: I don't know <laughs> if you can get them for him separate. I'm sure you can, they'll be on eBay. You'd be able to get a separate frame. See,
0: I reckon what happened was, he oh. went he went to wherever you get these hammocks from. And he thought, mm. "I'll get Sam because he loved it." And he looked and he thought, "Well, oh, I don't know though. Full thing's quite expensive. I wonder if I just buy him the really cheap sort of hammock itself, which is by far the cheaper element of the whole setup. Yeah. Yeah. that would be all right. Yeah, I'll just do that. I still got it, mind you. So one might, of these days I might buy a frame. He,
1: I'll just give him the hammock and he can find himself a couple of trees properly because that's not yeah. hard. Is well, it? He but did, did just say just right like that." Yeah, exactly,
0: he did say that, and it's like, that. that's not the setup I've got in my garden. I've got one big tree that's big enough to, like, carry some weight, and the others, they're just like, they're not even fucking trees. They're more sort of like tall plants, to be honest. They'd have no hope. Yeah,
1: yeah, well, uh, you're giving them the benefit of the doubt there, but I've got stronger opinions about that one. Um, but what else can we suggest to Ross? Anything else in the comfort market? Um, well, he, seems he to says have he's got it's pillows
0: fully and I would mm-hmm. say Cushions. have you got have you got a duck down duvet? Right? Yeah. With the duck feathers in, they're the best ones. Egyptian cotton sheets. I don't have it yeah, I don't actually I do have a duck down duvet. I don't have Egyptian cotton sheets, but I'm always reading that they're the best ones. When I yeah. read up my favourite as you know, I'm a avid subscriber to Comfort Monthly, which Comfort is a great <laughs> magazine, just about <laughs> various comfort items you can buy. Um, and just advice, tips, listicles, celebrities. Like This month, it's Hugh it's, Grant. It's Hugh Grant it's, pictured it, uh, on the cover of his feet up on the sofa, just going, uh, I'm 60, I'm sexy, and I've never been comfier. Hugh Grant talks exclusively to Comfort Monthly.
1: And I'm wearing shorts. I'm wearing shorts from October to April. I'm, I'm shorts all year round. The thing I like most about Comfort Monthly, though, is Mm. the paper that's printed on so soft to the touch, isn't it? It's almost like velvet. It's this new stuff they developed in
0: Germany where it's impossible Mm. for you to get a paper cut off, even if you really quickly ran your hands along the the edge. Still. Cannot be done. It's called soft edge. It's called soft edge comfort paper.
1: Soft edge technology. Um, yeah, I mean, it's worth the extra £1.50 a month that it is, just for that paper stock that it comes on.
0: And Beautiful. this week they've got Elaine Page, why, oh, I'm thi- why I'm thinking of getting a recliner from Ikea. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, I'm 72, that's on, that's I'm on sexy. <laughs> and I'm thinking of getting a recliner from Ikea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I've got me feet up eight hours a day.
0: Uh, Elaine Page, why uh, I bought one of them grabbers. So you don't even have to... I'm getting one of those grabbers to help me put my shoes on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bernard Lager tries out the latest Bernard Lagers. (laughs)
0: What a twist. Fucking hell, mate. We're onto something here. We should publish this magazine. You could do position of the month, couldn't you? And it could just be best position to lie in bed. Do you remember when we... um, You might not remember this, Andy, but there was a thing where we asked the listeners once to send us in (laughs) descriptions of how they like to lie in bed. (laughs) Yes. And a couple of people even sent diagrams of their sleeping position.
1: Was this because you couldn't settle upon a comfortable position and you needed tips? i tell you what it was. Right?
0: It, it's more specific than that. And when I say it, people really resent me for saying it. Because when I said it to my wife once, she got the right hump. Because it's one of those things, that once you start thinking about it. You know, like if I say to you, how do you breathe? And you're like, oh, just fucking breathe, mm. mate. It's normal. And I go, yeah, right. but think about it as you breathe. And then you in start, out, in oh, out. oh, God, I don't know how to breathe. I've never thought about it before. <laughs> right? Once you think about these things, you don't know how to do them. Here it is, right? Here it is. I've said it before, but in case you missed it, it's coming mm. again. What do you do with your arms... When you're in bed, about to go to sleep. Mm. Mm -hmm. Nobody fucking knows. I've never got a proper answer for this. I've never Mm -hmm. had a satisfactory answer. I've asked the doctor. I've asked scientists. No one knows what to do with their arms, right? And then as soon as you start thinking that, I I promise you now, when you go to bed later, maybe you'll have an afternoon nap, right? You'll be like, oh, he's got in my fucking knot now. What am I going to do with these bastards? I mean, my legs... They're easy to deal with. They just to stretch them out there or maybe you pull your knees up. I don't know. I don't want to know. But you're like, oh, my fucking arms. Where, where are they supposed to go? Because they don't fit that well. If you're yeah. Especially if you're a side sleeper. They
1: don't really fit
0: that mm. well around you when you're sleeping on your side. No, you're
1: right. You're right. You're right. I have I've got a technique now that's working for me at the minute. It might not work forever, but it's working yeah. now. And I'm sleeping. I'm lying on my front. Yeah. Right. Head to the side. I've yeah. got my right <laughs> arm or left arm, whichever one is, out in front of me. Nice. As if I'm doing a swimming Superman. stroke. Right. And that arm is crooked underneath I've got two pillows. What it's sort crooked of degrees? Underneath
0: What sort of degree crooked? Or well like 45 it's kinda like adjacent
1: adjacent to the top of my head.
0: Okay, right, yeah.
1: Sort of thing. And it's it's between the two pillows mm. for stability, let's say. Yeah. The other arm, obviously if I'm Using the left arm outwards, the right arm comes underneath and rests on my chest. Cradles me tit, let's Ooh, say. Oh.
0: But don't if it, if it's underneath you and you're lying on your front, do you not get very bad pins and needles when you wake up?
1: Nope. Nope. It's fine.
0: Now that's well, the I've thing got a about me, pain at the minute. Uh, they say I'm a medical miracle because I am incapable of getting pins and needles. Because
1: <laughs> okay, well, I'm incapable of sweating. Because the thing <laughs> is the thing is, you once you're asleep, that's it. All better off. You can end up in all kinds of positions. You have got no idea about it. Do you know what I mean? All you need to know is what gets you off to sleep. And then once <laughs> I'm glad you're there, you said to sleep. Yeah. Once, yeah. once you're there in dreamland, you can do anything bit, you like. Uh,
0: well, then, then you're sorted. Then you're in. You're, you're off. Yeah, you're off to bed. Yeah. Shin. Don't worry
1: about it. It's like it's like this thing where you, you're always trying to work out whether you've got a method that will help you get to sleep. Whether I know there's a, there's a. I think you told me about the the American Marines can get themselves to sleep in three minutes, and there's <laughs> things that they have to do. They've got to make their body limp or something like that, and then shut, shut their, their mind body down. down. Shut, shut their the body, body down. down.
0: Shut my body down. That. Is that what it came from? That's what Success Machine, that's where they got the idea from. Because the members of Success Marines. Machine were formerly Marines. <laughs> Marines. <laughs> Before they became so, soul singers.
1: So what I was going to say was you can toss and turn and try and work out what your best position or method is for getting to sleep. But once you've found it, you'll never know what it is because you go sleep and you don't yeah. remember how you got there yeah it's an eternal conundrum
0: it is the eternal uh, conundrum
1: it is the eternal conundrum yeah Yeah. so Um, in answer
0: to the bloke who's written this letter mate (laughs) you can buy as much stuff as you want right you can buy as much comfort material as you want you can go on a binging john lewis and get all the pillows and hammocks and sofas and footstools and (laughs) poofs in the world yeah right by the mm-hmm. way, great long form article. They have one thing in Comfort Monthly called the Long Read, where they'll get yeah. quite, usually quite a famous writers to write like a real deep dive, like ten thousand word feature. And yeah. this this month, it's Malcolm Gladwell writes a really like a definitive feature on poofs.
1: Oh, good stuff! Yeah, yeah,
0: it's really fascinating. It's the history of poofs, the science it's, behind poofs. It's good.
1: It's good to wallow in a piece of journalism like that, isn't it? That's not you know. It's not enough of it nowadays. We live attention. in this
0: Buzzfeed yeah, world yeah. where everything's about clickbait, and I think it's great sometimes yeah. to just invest in proper journalism, mate. And that's what you got with Gladwell's totally right. definitive piece on poofs. But yeah, in, in Mountain, response Gladwell. to the letter writer, listen, you, you know, you're not. You can spend all the money in the world on comfort items, but unless you've got your bed position right and your relaxing positions correct then Mm. all the money in the world is not going to help you chill you can have slippers made of silk made of chinchilla fur but you're still not going to feel relaxed unless you've got your positions right
1: yeah let that be the final word on the subject jalapeño hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter jalapeño Um, what else have we got I'm having a look here life logistics Mm. fucking hell Uh, so that's yeah that's that one sorted out Uh, here's one from Keith Fletcher he says I've just found out today my twin brother has red Leicester as his house cheese oh
0: no
1: I've always been an extra mature man myself but I'm worried this may mean I like it too because obviously twins Mm. he's worried, he might have a loving of road lesson that he's not even found out about yet. Surely his is, brother would have psychically transmitted it to him and but, he would the, receive the, that
0: message. The thing is, well, you know, a lot of twins will say that one of the things that's... Just, obviously, there's loads of spooky things about twins. Uh, one of them mm. is that if, if one twin is on one continent and the other twin is on another continent hundreds, thousands of miles away, right, Mm. but one fancies a bit of cheese, the other one will find themselves fancying a bit of cheese. It's not always the same cheese, but it's one of those things. Cheese is cheese, isn't it? Yeah. I have been, you know, I've uh, expressed strong opinions on Red Leicester um, in the past, but I want to just be clear about it, right? It's not, I'm not Mm. just blanket anti-Red Leicester. Why would I be? It's such an inoffensive cheese. What I'm against is the sort of people who think that it's can, it's an acceptable house cheese, right?
1: Yeah. You've got your yeah. house
0: cheese, which is the standard cheese. If someone says, can I have a bit of cheese? You go, they don't specify the cheese. They just say, can I have a bit of cheese? What they mean is, I'll have a bit of your house cheese, please. Right?
1: Yeah, which is cheddar. And, and it's cheddar. Normally, isn't it? Uh,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, with, with any luck, like, if you're a high roll, if you're a pod baron like you and I, it'll be some Sainsbury's mm. Taste a Difference Mull of Kintyre cheddar. For example, well, we still can't get Although that. We, we can't get it, but you know, something of that standard, or it might Perhaps just be whatever. Perhaps we need whatever. to go
1: on a fact finding mission, Sam, to the Mull of Kintyre ourselves. I, and mate, find I'd out love what the fuck's to go to
0: the, the Mull of I would love to go to Mull of We could look at McCartney's old house. We could revisit yeah. where the video was made, and most of all, mm. we, that would be that would tick so many boxes for a sponsored mm-hmm. uh top flight time machine. Now, we will make a video of our trip. We will obviously make some podcasts. If you are a high-powered business person, perhaps you run a travel company, right? Tourism, perhaps you work in Scottish tourism. I don't know. Maybe you've just got some cash that you don't know what to do with. Invest in us, because we will go to Mulligan Tyre, record some special issues, do a special deep dive into the Mulligan Tyre video, and investigate the cheese.
1: I'm having a look now, because I'm going to Scotland. Uh, for a week in july and i'm Ooh, looking to see then. if i'm going to be anywhere near the mull of kintyre i don't want to give me a location away for the holiday because obviously there might be some kind of like welcoming committee or f- yeah. fans will congregate as i arrive but, into town but
0: what sort of place um, are you um getting a cottage that's yeah. all i'm
1: prepared to say it is over four hours drive away from the mull of kintyre Fucking hell. so uh perhaps not I mean, the mullock no, we'll Tire, do- you, have you seen where it is? It's no. right on the peninsula on the west coast and it's probably the biggest peninsula that there is uh, in Scotland. So McCartney's gone there to get as far away from everything as he fucking can. He's well, not fucking you know, about sounds, there with the mullock Tire. Sounds though, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's closer to Ireland than it is to the, uh, another part of Scotland.
0: Oh, yeah. It's I've just across the wall from
1: Ireland. Well,
0: I, you know, we talked um, so much about wanting to go to very, very remote Scottish places, and yeah, this this almost feels like. I mean, so. cause I wanted to go to Terry Nutkin's Isle of Skye rig as well, didn't I? Mm. But and I don't think that I doubt that's very nearby. But I think Malakandar just feels like the best place for it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I reckon. Um, it's a long way away, though, so probably not. Probably not. Um, What else have we got? Here's a one from f- fucking ages ago, this. From uh, Max. Uh, he says, just got an Uber home for the minimum amount. Is there a minimum amount on Ubers? I didn't know that. Didn't, didn't Was either. carrying birthday gifts. And the driver shamed me for the shortest distance. 15-minute walk, four-minute drive. Am mm-hmm. I the cunt? I don't think so. I don't think a fucking 15-minute walk in an Uber is... Unacceptable. The Uber is your car. You're hiring it. You can do exactly. what you want when you're in it. Do what you want. You can they don't care. sit by the side of the road. You could sit by the side of the road yeah. with the fucking engine ticking over.
0: I guess. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've got short. I've got very short ones before. I mean, that's what yeah. it's all about, really. It's the, the system means that it's not like in the old days. It, you know, it had to be quite a big deal to get like a black cab or ring up and hire a minicab. What Uber's changed was the fact that you just get sometimes quite small journeys because, by definition, the car that picks you up is one that happens to be nearby anyway. So they're not going out of their way. They're fucking passing anyway. They stop pick you up. I used to come home in the evening to the train station, and if it was fucking freezing cold and I'd been waiting for a bus for a while, I'd just think, fuck this, I'll Uber it. Yeah. And it's like just from one side of Barnes to the other, mate. Fuck it, I don't care.
1: But I think that for when you're in London, though, there's Uber's fucking floating around everywhere, isn't there? Yeah, that's it's true. It's really hard not to get one.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, that's that's London privilege there for you. Check yeah. your London privilege, Sam.
0: Yeah. I think All right, well, I won't there. get an Uber again then. I haven't had an Uber in over a year. And once you it's locked been anywhere. down, once it's, once it's lifted, come, come the end of June, I'll be Ubering fucking everywhere, mate.
1: Will you? Will you still wear a mask, though?
0: I'll be Ubering to the end of my street. Uh, yeah. No, actually, I, won't. I probably won't Uber because, you know, if there's a surefire way to spread fucking COVID, it's in an Uber.
1: Mm.
0: Think about it.
1: Yeah, I guess so. It's not as simple as we think, is it? This uh, post-COVID life that we're going to live. Yeah. <sighs> um. Someone called John says, should I do one big shop every week or small ones every day? Visits to the supermarket. Pff, don't know,
0: mate. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should change life logistics to do a special called Don't Know, mate. Um, yeah. We've got. I'm looking through. I'm frantically looking through old emails because we don't do life logistics as much anymore. People don't send us enough, and that's why we're struggling. So, I mean, you know,
1: where, where we're at? Where we're at right now? Basically, is this is the final episode that we're recording in advance before we have a couple of weeks off. And the bottom of the barrel is being massively scraped. Uh, and we're just killing time till the episode ends. Here's one. I've just got a found brag. One on the,
0: on... Yeah, go on.
1: It's, uh, it's from Stephen Harry Wilson. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you miss a parcel delivery and it's been left with a neighbour. Is it your responsibility to go and collect it? Or has the neighbour now taken on the job of delivering it to you? Mm, I think this is an obvious one. It's your responsibility to go and get it. You get the card through it the door, don't you? It Says your your parcel has been yeah. left with Raggedy Ann. Yeah, fucking sit Anne, there waiting.
0: Yeah. Well, with Raggedy yeah. Ann, um, I can't remember if I told you this on air or off air, or I maybe haven't told you before. But, but at all, but Raggedy Ann, who is not happy about the scaffolders. She came out and just shouted yeah. at them, no noise, on their first day. But they, Yeah, you like, tell me that, yeah. Did I tell you that now what she does is, she hates us so much, which is so weird to understand, like, trying to understand why, because we she have no interaction with her. But, hmm. like, my wife did take a parcel to her, because her front door's so close to ours. It's a weird thing yeah. where our front door sort of faces her front door. And we... And so she took it to her, and, um... She knocked on the door and it had a frosted glass window in the door so you can see yeah. her silhouette. Did I tell you this? And she just came.
1: You did tell me this, yeah. yeah. You can tell us again if you want. <laughs> she just stood
0: there. <laughs> she just stood there until my wife sort of said, she kept saying, that, you know, you there, you there. She, did, she wouldn't answer the door or say anything. She just stood there really close to the glass, yeah. sort of spooky. And then in the end, my wife just put the parcel down on the doorstep. And, away.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So I don't yeah. know where that leaves us, but
1: I'd, no, I'll tell you I this think as well. The, the, Have what? I ever
0: told you about right when when I was a kid, the road I lived in? Um, it our house is like, was almost hidden right at the bottom of sort of an alleyway, right by the motorway beyond mm-hmm. the dead end. So it's a very long road, and right down at the very very bottom of it, it looks like it's ended. But if you actually walk through the dead end, there's some little houses, and there that's where my mum lives. Bungalow right? houses. So, say so they're bonus surprise houses. Now, in the eighties, <laughs> that meant that we were forever. If you called a minicab, it was like there was at best fifty-fifty chance of them finding ah, you.
1: What was worse was as well, there houses. was
0: another road on the other side of the motorway. We lived right by the motorway, and on the other side of that motorway, there was another road with the same name. Right, because in oh, like Jesus. the nineteen fifties or sixties, they'd built the fucking A four. Right, and just thought we'll just <laughs> plough through this road. So it was like a big. It was a long residential street, right? And they yeah. they they they'd just built a fucking motorway through it, a dual carriageway or whatever through through the middle of it. But so there was two roads yeah. that were quite far away from each other. Now with the same name, plus we were hidden down the dead end. So if we ordered a delivery, or if we ordered a minicab, or anything like that, chances are it just wouldn't. Mind. There was too many reasons not to find it. But at the top of our yeah. road, right. There was some flats occupied by, of course, Pancho from the flats. They were Pancho's flats, of course, yeah, and they were on the same road as us.
1: They were named. They were named after Pancho from the flats.
0: Yeah, that's how yeah. they got the name. The flats. Pancho's flats. Yeah, and and basically, um, there was a. So we lived at number twenty three, right? At, but, but there was also a number twenty three in the flats, right? And, right. And <laughs> basically things would the flats were at the top of the road much easier to locate so a lot of things that were addressed to us would actually go to number 23 in the flats right so we right. got so the people who lived in number 23 in the flats very I this sounds perhaps quite but quite strange family it was, it was a, a mum and a son uh, they were mm. Polish and she was very she was a bit like Raggedy Ann she was quite inexplicably hostile to anyone who communicated with her <laughs> right
1: right
0: and we went round there once because we'd been waiting for a package or something we we couldn't mm. work out w- where it was so in the end we said we'll just go and knock round at 20, 23 up at the flats right and see if mm. they've received it, cause it was an important package no lie we knock on the door the scary polish woman answers right and we go we're waiting on a package if you had anything addressed to us she goes off, rummage, 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 comes out after ages with this parcel, right? Gives it to us silently. And you're like, <laughs> bit weird that you haven't just brought it round, but fine. Because we didn't know. It was way before the days of cards through the door. This is yeah. what happens next. We go, thank you very much. Bye. As we turn, she goes, wait. Something else arrived for you, right? And we go, oh, I wonder what it could be.
1: <laughs> Bought, us. Bought us present.
0: No lie. No lie she comes out with a fucking pizza that we'd ordered (laughs) about 10 days beforehand. (laughs) The pizza is obviously cold. Oh, yes. Fully intact. She hasn't had a slice of it. It's covered in fucking mold. Wow. But she didn't know it was for us, obviously. She didn't know it was for us. I mean, she could have put two and two together because this sort of thing happened a lot. She just went, did you order pizza about 10, 10 days ago? And we go, what? <laughs> it is, uh, Oh, actually, yeah. And I remember having a massive argument with the pizza delivery guy on the phone who swore blind that it had yeah. been delivered. Yeah, well, it's here. There you go. Fucking Get stuck into that lot. Ta da. <laughs> Unbelievable.
1: That's fantastic. Right, yeah. we've run right out of time because you've got to go collect Len. So that's yeah. the end of this episode. Uh, thanks for sending in your stuff. Keep them coming. We'll do a little more logistics soon. Uh, if you consider yourself to be flat. Sometimes it's better to take the stairs than the lift.
0: Yes.